Bitcoin is up by more than 150% and we talk about COP28. From over 1,200 cities and 130 countries, Care Africa brings you the Good Morning Africa podcast. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ritha Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The K Financial, and you can find me at Ritha Dong. The head of the International Monetary Fund says financial institutions have a huge role to play in addressing solutions to advance sustainable finance at the Global Action to Foster Sustainable Finance Showcase at the COP28 Climate Summit. IMF Managing Director Kristalina Jojiva talks about the IMF climate strategy. Yes, we are at a point when speed and quality depth of action are absolutely essential if we are to fulfill our duties to the next generations. And when we say next generations, they are not abstract. This is my daughter, my two grandchildren, your families, your loved ones. For us at the IMF, promises made are promises on which we have delivered. Just two short years ago, the IMF adopted for the first time in our history a climate strategy so we can gear up the institution to be systemically significant in the fight against the climate crisis. And we have translated this in very concrete and I would add impactful actions. First, we are now integrating climate considerations in our policy discussions with countries. We do that every year. This is keeping a hand on the pulse of each national economy. And now we are checking, how is your carbon intensity? How good you are in meeting the challenge of vulnerability to climate shocks? For countries that are big emitters, we focus on mitigation. For countries that are vulnerable to adaptation. For countries with high hydrocarbon sectors, how the transition can be smooth and effective. Second, and that goes straight in the heart of banking. We are integrating climate in the way we assess financial stability risks. We are focusing on where the risks are most significant. For example, insurance. We are already seeing that insurance can play a positive role in a shifting financing where it ought to go or pulling from where not go. Uh, third, data. There is no way for decision makers to make good decisions if they don't have high quality data. And we are engaged with many institutions on improving the reliability <coughs> on the data that guide sustainable finance. Fourth, we are a financial institution. We all know the saying, put your money where your mouth is. We have created a now over 40 billion Resilience and Sustainability Trust. I want to recognize UAE for being the newest member of our trust with $200 million contribution. And what we do with the Resilience and Sustainability Trust is to create fiscal space so countries 
ongoing on that transformation that, by the way, is the most exciting thing I can think of, they can afford to spend for what is most critical and especially to gear up financing towards sustainability. Uh, we have had uh, one year, so promises made, promises completed. Last year in Egypt, we said we are going to move this 40 billion very fast. I'm coming this year, we have 11 programs, uh, a pipeline of more than 15. And one of the first to come to uh, fruition is actually an Arab country, Morocco. Fantastic uh, program for them. Why we are keen on the policy side? I want to uh, come uh, back to that point. Because policies are incredibly instrumental. And we concentrate on two. One, subsidies. They are good subsidies and they are very bad subsidies. So we want the bad subsidies out. Uh, last year we had 1.3 billion, sorry, 1.3 trillion dollars. My mouth doesn't want to roll that far. Of fossil fuel subsidies. Now, we have to be very honest that phasing out these subsidies is only possible if simultaneously we build social protection for the vulnerable people in societies. But also we want to see good subsidies going into research and development in slicing this first loss risk that would make an investor from hesitant to willing to invest. Uh, and we are very keen to give the biggest possible incentive for decarbonization, which is putting a price on carbon. And that price needs to go up, up, up if we are to speed up decarbonization. And a quick look at the market. The market segment is powered by the Development Bank of Rwanda. We empower you. Bitcoin rallied 4% to about 41,000 US dollars as investors are confident that the US SEC will approve the conversion of the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust into an EFT. Bitcoin up more than 150% since the beginning of the year has reached its highest point since April 2022. The Securities and Exchange Commission's officials met with BlackRock, the Nasdaq and Grayscale last week and the final decision is expected to be made by January. Additionally, the cryptocurrency has surged due to the increasing anticipation that the Federal Reserve has completed its tightening measures and might reduce interest rates as early as next year. Smaller tokens such as Ether were up by 2.9%. The Johannesburg Stock Exchange or Share Index was 0.3% higher at 75,940, the highest level since mid August, mainly driven by financial and consumer goods stock as expectations of sooner rate cuts by key central banks continue to hover around the market despite policymakers' relatively more hawkish stance. Among individual stocks, media conglomerate Naspers was a top performer, rising 2.2%. Also, Aspen Pharmacare grew 1.5% after announcing the acquisition of Chinese business of Swiss group Sandoz for up to 100.6 million US dollars. Meanwhile, Impala Platinum, Goldfields, Northern Platinum, Anglo-American Platinum lost more than 1% as miners were under pressure around the world due to falling commodity prices. 
And a quick trip around Africa, the Intergovernmental International Atomic Energy Agency's Director General, Raphael Mariano Grossi, French President Emmanuel Macron and Belgian Prime Minister Alexandre de Croo have jointly announced that an international summit-level conference on nuclear energy will take place in Brussels, Belgium this coming March. The summit will be the first ever of its kind. The announcement was made at COP28 United Nations Climate Conference in Dubai at an event focused on nuclear energy. That event was the signing of a ministerial declaration by representatives of 22 countries setting a goal of tripling the world's nuclear energy capacity by 2050. Grossi described this commitment as very important. In regional terms, two of the signatories came from Africa, four from Asia, including United Arab Emirates, and 14 from Europe, and two from North America. The European Investment Bank and the Bank of Kigali confirmed that they are developing a new targeted sustainable agriculture financing initiative, the first climate resilience business finance scheme in Rwanda, and the largest ever European investment bank support for private sector investment in Rwanda. The scheme is expected to unlock 100 million euros in new climate investments by smallholder farmers and agribusiness, as well as improve access to finance by businesses owned by women. Under the new initiative, which is expected to be launched early next year, farmers, agribusiness, companies and agriculture cooperatives will be able to access 100 million euros of new financing mobilized through a partnership between the EIB and the Bank of Kigali. The initiative aims to tackle long-standing credit constraints holding back private sector agriculture investment by facilitating access to dedicated long-term loans and will be implemented in close collaboration with the European Union, which is supporting agriculture programs in Rwanda, including value chain development, particularly in horticulture and aquaculture. The new climate finance scheme will also support investment to enhance agricultural productivity, enabling smallholders to invest in modern farming technologies and techniques, increasing crop yields and adapting to changing climate conditions. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. If you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit the website. That is thekfinancial.com and don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial and you can find me at Bithadong. <laughs>